Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, November 21st, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, joined by the bearded one, Matapsha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. 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 Over yonder, working the board, making the magic happen, our guy, Eshua Kitt. How y'all doing? What's up, Esh? And our special guest today, filling in for tasks, he is the executive podcast producer at The Athletic. He hosts the shows Slam and Jam, Down to Dunk. OKC Dream Team and a hundred other podcasts, guys. It's Andrew Schlecht. What's up, Andrew? I cannot believe I'm in the classic factory oh. right now. Oh, this is a, a dream come true for me. Why are you in the Atlanta area? I assume it has to do with Thanksgiving. Well, I, I told you guys I had family here. I really don't. I just drove down here oh. just because I wanted to be on the show. No, no, no. season tournament game yeah. tonight. <laughs> I traveled for the Pacers game, okay, yeah. guys? I'm going down to the Fortress tonight yeah. for some uh, Pacers-Hawks action. Ooh. Okay, so you have family in. Yes, uh, we got family. We're awesome. going Thanksgiving here in Atlanta. So. Well, yeah. this worked out Excited. perfectly. Uh, yeah. No task today. He's doing his driving test. Uh, so, hey, why not slip Andrew in? We'll talk a little OKC. We are going to be drafting our most disappointing players of the season so far. Uh, so that's later on in the show. Uh, shout out to the stream team for joining us live. Smash that like button. Do it for Andrew. Okay? Please. And uh, make sure you subscribe to No Dunks. And just a reminder, No Dunks is hosting a weekly NBA tiers competition on Splash Sports. We're running this contest every Friday. $5 entry. Limited spots are available, so you got to sign up quickly. Easiest way to enter is to download the Splash Sports app and then search No Dunks, or just go to splashsports.com slash no dunks. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, before we get to all that fun stuff I teased, we did have some games on last night. Oh, yeah. A lot of blowouts, uh, <laughs> if we're being honest, but some entertaining games, and we start with the Hornets winning an overtime thriller, ending the Celtics' win streak... Um, LaMelo Ball, special in this one, 36 points, 9 boards, 8 assists. But uh, what did you think? How shocked were you that the uh, Hornets came back very late to uh, yeah. ultimately beat the Celtics? Yeah, I honestly wasn't too surprised because the Celtics have been limping at the end of this win streak. Yeah. They have not looked great. They've finished the the Raptors game and the game against Memphis pretty poorly. Good point. And so like their attention to detail has been pretty low recently. And so this was going to catch up with them. A stat that I found really interesting before this game, they were 22 for 22 on free throws in clutch time, and they missed three at the end of this game that really could have helped them like win this game. So you're saying this season they had yet to miss they hadn't a clutch missed, free throw? They hadn't missed. Wow. Until last night? Wow. Until last night. What? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, welcome to the Classic Factory. <laughs> <laughs> this is a welcome to the Classic Factory moment. Uh, did they mention it on the broadcast that they'd been 22 for 22? Because that would be like the ultimate yeah. announcer jinx. Possibly. Cause yeah. who, so Drew Holiday missed that. two. He missed two. That was, one. That was one. brutal. Yeah. And then Tatum, Tatum missed one, one to tie the game. Yeah, yep. in overtime. Yeah. Fasting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would go back. I mean, in watching this one, the Celtics left a substantial amount of points on the board. Yeah. Not only missed free throws, there was a lot of missed like layups mm, and yes. bunnies, especially Tatum, who, by the way, had 45 points. He missed like three or four like easy layups mm-hmm. that he got to the rim and you could see him like oh my god it's one of those nights where you just can't get it to fall uh, even though he's, again he scored 45 but yeah I'm with you on the Hornets uh, you know shocking the Celtics last night because wasn't Boston up like 9 points with like 2 minutes two to minutes go left. and yeah. it really felt like okay this one's over it's it. in the bag and uh, no I mean LaMelo Ball huge shots and I thought Mark Williams was awesome really he like was one of the guys out there when they were down 9 with again like 120 seconds to go he like he refused to quit. Mm-hmm. Um, he like obviously he got an offensive rebound. He like uh, he didn't block the shot, but he like made a really tough Jalen Brown sort of fade away. I thought he just like his energy 
helped uh, them get back in this game and then even in overtime. He had 18 points and 16 boards. He was pretty special. Yeah, Mark. They just call him Mark on the broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up Mark. Yeah, he was awesome. He had two offensive rebounds uh, down the stretch in the fourth quarter, follow him up with putbacks both. Uh, the Celtics, attention to details, exactly right, Andrew. Uh, 17 offensive rebounds last night for the Hornets. Five of those came in the fourth quarter in overtime. You combine that with 15 turnovers, all the missed free throws. Jalen Brown was kind of just chucking, I yeah. thought, in the fourth quarter. Took yeah. a couple of quick ones. They deserved this loss after, you know, they basically thought they had it home. I'm kind of with the Eskeets. They were up by 10 with about halfway through uh, the fourth quarter. Nine with a couple of yeah. minutes left. They basically should have won it, except for Mark. And then LaMelo. LaMelo was special last was night. Awesome. He had so many clutch plays. He was getting in the lane. He had that layup off the sideline out of bounds play. He's gone 36, 34, 37, 28, and 32 <sighs> in his last five games. It was a slow start to the year. Obviously, the Hornets are not doing very well still, but LaMelo is producing at the very least. Yeah. Well, but it was a big win in the Nut Dust Bowl. <laughs> that was big time. Have you heard about this thing we got going on? Please, you heard about please, the Nut Dust Bowl? Please tell me more. You're from Oklahoma City. You must know about the Nut Dust Bowl. It sounds like something they do out there, some college game. Um, well, yes, uh, Trey has the Hornets. I have the Wizards. Tass, we have folded into this thing. Mm-hmm. He has the Pistons. Uh, whoever has the worst record, your team, has yeah. to... Uh, chug the bottom of like a peanut bag with all the nut dust all the <laughs> salt all the shavings whatever else is in there yeah it was uh, I was eyeballing some nut dust last night <laughs> rosemary <laughs> nut dust ooh yeah, yeah, tasty yeah. but yeah, exactly, exactly a little too Christmassy <laughs> so big win is my point for you for the Hornets yeah. uh, and um, you know Pistons lost we'll get to that in a second cool. and so did my Wizards I can't yeah. deny it I was into the cup <laughs> into the bowl I was looking at it like we have we have the, the three worst teams and they were kind of going up against the three of like five best teams yeah. in the yeah. league last night somehow the Hornets were able to steal one alright well let's keep it going here uh, Timberwolves stay atop the west uh, battling with your Oklahoma City Thunder there yeah. uh, both at uh, 10 wins I believe now uh, Anthony Edwards Towns they sort of shine in this one uh, Rudy was great 117-100 win over the Knicks. Takeaways from this one, Andrew. Uh, the Wolves continuing to roll here. Towns looks great. Oh, yeah. He's he's really turning around. He had a really rough start to the season. He's starting to really turn it on. And I know that people just don't like Carl Anthony Towns. They just don't. But yeah. he's been their best player here for a little bit. And he played great last night. Six of ten, 20 points, four assists, three steals, two blocks. Like He's contributing in almost every way mm-hmm. for the Wolves and helping them pull out these wins recently. So, yeah. He's been great. Showing off a little bully ball last night, yeah. too. Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, not really known for that part of his game. Um, I guess he went through uh, Hartenstein at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He almost got away with like a bit of a <laughs> bit of a push-off. But still, he was like really aggressive. I thought he had some beautiful dimes, like you said. He yeah. A couple of assists. Some of them to Rudy Gobert. Yeah. I like to see that one-two yeah. action. Yeah. Those two Twin Towers. Um, yeah, what'd you think, TK? Yeah, Towns has been great. He's really tough driving to the hole, and he, like I like you're saying, Skeets, he's been a lot more physical. It feels like this year. He's also got like kind of a flailing game to him in general when he's he driving. Um, his arms are flying out at all times, so maybe he gets away with some of the push-offs because they're like that looks natural for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would have to call this win Bisman-like for the Minnesota Timberwolves. New York just shot 34%. Like, the defense was there. The Wolves bench was awesome, 43-30. to The game really turned in the third quarter. Anthony Edwards got hot for a little yeah. bit there. Yeah. And the Knicks came out, and they just didn't really have it, I thought, to start the second half. That's exactly what Tibbs said afterwards. Uh, you look at their records, though. Knicks are 5-0 and against teams that are under 500. Three and six against teams over 500. Mm. When they're running up against the best teams in the league, like the Timberwolves with their best defense in the league, it's tough. They got to make tough shots really to win. Jalen Brunson takes impossible shots. Julius Randle takes impossible shots. Mm-hmm. Then you got to hope somebody gets hot from three, kind of. Yeah, good tweet from Wolves Radio summing up uh, Minnesota's elite defense this year. So they held the Knicks to 100 points, 34.8 field goal percentage, 23.7 from deep. That is the sixth time this season Minnesota has held an opponent under 40% from the field and under 30% from Sheesh. three. No other team has done that more than twice. <laughs> There are 12 teams yet to do that, <laughs> to obviously have a game where you're really uh, you know, containing the other team offensively, and they've done it now six times, um, and was just another example last night. And without McDaniels for most of the game, yes, too, who rolled yes. his ankle and left. Yeah, he, uh, that looked bad. Yeah, that looked like one of those, mm-hmm. like, that's going to keep him out for a while, I would think, yeah. but, but... Um, you know, he's Canadian, so I got to go yeah. with that for him. They, they plugged in Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yeah. He comes in, and... 
you know, he had started at the start of the year when McDaniel was out. Mm-hmm. So he replaces him, buries two corner threes, and I thought had a really good game uh, overall. 11 points, 4 of 8 shooting, dished out, dished out three dimes too. And, he, and he'll give you McDaniel's like defense. I yeah. don't think he's on that level, but he's lengthy. He, he commits to that end. So, you know, maybe they can get away here uh, if McDaniel's misses some time, if not plays up to, the, to that level like he did last night. It's a great sub for them. Yeah. Because he, he did the same thing in the play-in tournament. That's right. This past year. Uh, defended Shagels Alexander really well. That's a good point. Yeah, because yeah. because on because. That's right. Uh, I also need to give Cat some love because uh, I um, well, I took him to town. Took him to took him to town. <laughs> Took him to, to towns? Yeah, I know. I think that's why I said that. Uh, I was I was pointing out that one of the things that I hate about Cat when he's struggling is he's a crybaby. And it yeah. lets him affect him. Like yeah. if he doesn't get a call and he whines and he sort of takes himself out of the play and he and he hurts his team. He was getting mugged a couple times last night, and he seems to be trying I don't know if it's like somebody's talked to him about it or or this is just a random game but he wasn't giving the refs a, a second thought like he was no, no whining no pouting no that shocked o face that he does he just hustled back and just like was on to the next play and I mean you'd want that from like a, a leader I know it's him and Ant but like that's good he should do that like you're gonna get hit you're a big guy you're going in there you flail as it is you're not gonna get every call don't let it take you out of the defensive play and just even just like the message I think it sends to your team at times so that was good to see so yeah. kudos to you Catman yeah good advice be less annoying <laughs> yeah just less less pouty yeah yeah, I mean you're you're a seven foot dude, man. Yeah. Just maybe, next play, man. Next play mentality. Maybe it's seeing Julius Randall across the way. Yeah. That's another guy that lets yeah. his emotions take him out of games. He's like, I gotta be better yeah. than that guy. That's true. Well, speaking of emotions, let's go to uh, the Nuggets. They get past the Pistons, 107-103. Reggie Jackson was pretty special against yeah. his old team, but uh, this all happened after Jokic and Coach Mike Malone were ejected in the first half. Um, Jokic got his first tech. Uh, for arguing a call in the first quarter, came back to bite him in the ass because then Malone was ejected yep. uh, later in the quarter for <laughs> disputing a call. Like it was quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like came at the yeah. official. He was like coming onto the floor and he just like he almost brushed up against the ref. Yeah, I don't know if there was any contact, but it was really it was like a sort of like an MLB manager a little bit, like going out to an ump, sort of like that. So anyway, he's tossed, <laughs> and then Jokic not long after, you know, later in the half, he argues another call. <laughs> and uh, eventually gets the second whistle, and he's gone. Um, not that it matters in the end. They get the victory, but yeah. what do you think of the, the quick tosses there? Or maybe not. Did they cross the line and deserve to get thrown it's, out? It's so hard because we don't know what they said. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I mean, I, I like to reserve judgment. It did feel like a quick toss, but I will say this. There's only one place I wanted to be last night when I heard about these ejections. It was in the locker room with Jokic and Malone, <laughs> oh, yeah. who were watching the game together. Mike Malone said after the game, you make a good play? We're pumping fists. We're excited. We're hugging. You don't make a good play? I'm cursing in Serbian. <laughs> I just was like, man, I wish I could have just like been a fly on the they wall. They should have had a camera yes. in, in the locker room. It's a nice was, bonding moment. Also, I don't buy any of that for a second. Jokic is watching the horse races. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's looking up from his phone like, did we score? Right. Yeah, yeah, cool. Awesome. Right. Cool. That's why he was swearing in Serbian. <laughs> oh, yeah. My horse. Like, oh, my horse. <laughs> uh, yeah, what did you think of the ejections there? I think it was completely deserved. I heard what he said. You're as dumb as a horse. You're as dumb <laughs> as a horse. That's the biggest insult in the game. <laughs> Even the Detroit announcers were like, come on. Nobody's yeah. coming here to see these referees. Yeah, yeah. they called they, call they, them out by name. Yeah, uh, Shout out to Chris Vernon had, uh, had the clip of yeah. that. But, you know, literally this is Jokic's one Achilles heel is twice a year he gets super mad at some <laughs> calls and gets ejected from a game. Yeah. Yeah. It happened against the Suns in the playoffs randomly once upon a time. Uh, there was the fight with the Miami Heat. He just gets super heated <laughs> yeah. once yep. or twice a season and gets kicked out. But uh, thankfully for the Nuggets, Reggie Jackson decided to have himself a revenge game. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the second tech call on Jokic was it's just it was funny because Jokic, like, he's backing down. I think it's Bagley. Yeah, and he, like, Bagley. He gets bumped. Like, there's a lot of contact. But, like, Jokic literally, like, he just gives up. He, lets he literally ball lets the bounce. ball go. And <laughs> he's, like, so calling for a foul where he's, like, where's the call? Yeah. Nothing is called, of course. And then sort of a couple pistons sort of converge on him. And he sort of almost goes to step through. 
He definitely gets hit again, and then that's what really sets him off. <laughs> yeah. like, like how many times? And because it's his second tech, that's why he was yeah. tossed. That's yeah. why you, you know, that's why you want to avoid as much as possible those those quick early ones yeah. in a game because oh, yeah. you're chirping and all that. Because something like this can happen right. where right. you lose your temper a little bit. And it's like, oh, that's your second one. You're gone. But yeah, yeah. In the end, it didn't really matter because they were playing the Pistons, yeah. and they still got the victory. Is that twelve straight losses that's for the Detroit 12, Pistons? 12 straight. Uh, Cade had a good game, at least. Yeah. yeah fairly good game. Yeah. Good box score. Didn't shoot all that well. They, they've won four games since the trade deadline last year. Yeah. What? Yeah, I saw. I saw. They won that. two games this year. Yeah. They, Holy They beat the Pacers moly. twice after the deadline. And then <laughs> the two wins team? this year. You're blowing my mind today. <laughs> so uh, wow. Hey, man, he was the linchpin there, I guess. Yeah, you can, fra- you can frame it however you want. You can frame it since they acquired James Wiseman. They've won four games. <laughs> okay, yeah. Or since they've traded Sadiq Bay, <laughs> they've, they've won, won four, four games. games. However you want to spin it. Interesting. But it's Interesting. bizarre. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. That's tough. They need to make a panic trade for Zach Levine. Yeah, they need a Levine. <laughs> like, honestly, need both a Levine teams like... need a panic trade at this point. <laughs> uh, okay, other action. I'm just going to throw all the games at you guys. If there's anything you want to touch on. Uh, Giannis scored 42 points on 20 of 23 <laughs> shooting as the Bucks beat my Zards 142-129. Uh, Bam scored 23 points. He cruised past uh, Trey's Bulls 118-100. Ingram and Zion Williamson, they were great. Pels crushed the Kings, 129-93. Clippers defeated the Spurs, 124-99. I told you there was a lot of blowouts. And then Curry and the Warriors took care of the Rockets. They stopped that six-game skid. They needed that one. Uh, Any of those jump out of you? Any plays from them? Whatever. Uh, Yeah, there's a couple. Jordan Poole. It was born a wizard. Oh, I know. He's made to <laughs> be a wizard. Say. I know what you're going to say. They're down 10, four minutes left. Yep. He walks the dog, burning the clock <laughs> for as long as possible. Yeah. It's like, what is happening here? Uh, it was that was awesome. That was a very wizardsy moment. Oh, he yeah. he did not realize that the game clock the game keeps clock. going. The the shot clock, <laughs> clock does not start. Was, they had a fresh twenty four when he picked <laughs> up the sure ball. Did. But he definitely did not know that because he's you can see him at the end. He's oh, pissed yeah. that the game clock's he going. Looks up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like oh, it was so beautiful. Yeah, it was such a good Jordan Poole play. And then <laughs> Jimmy Butler yelling skyhook. Yeah, <laughs> as he's shooting a skyhook, just. I just loved it. I loved everything about it. I don't like watching the Heat. That's just one of yep. my least favorite teams to watch. But when Jimmy Butler's yelling Skyhook, I'm way in. That was very that. funny. That was All I thought about was, uh, well, I can't wait for Trey Kirby to be doing this at the next pickup <laughs> run. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Absolutely. Uh, very funny, though. Yeah. yeah. I'll shoot a real Skyhook. Oh, you didn't think that should have counted? Yeah. A running... Nobody's running, yelling, running baby hook, running baby <laughs> Just like Magic Johnson from the 1985 <laughs> Uh But yeah, that was great. Jimmy had uh, an epic flop on Levine on the sideline as well. They lost, uh, you know, the previous game against the Bulls, but it didn't seem to have Jimmy carrying too much uh, in this one. No. Uh, that was a, yeah. It was a hilarious performance from Butler and they got the easy win. Zach Levine took 10 shots in game one against Miami. Took 9 shots in game two against Miami. Something I'll be monitoring. Oh. Those are low totals. Yeah. You believe this is Mr. Levine pouting a little bit here? Grumpy Levine? Who knows? The Heat have uh, long been pretty good at getting the ball out of yeah. Levine's hands and making somebody else make a play but you know, if it happens against their next game I'll be... I'll be on it. <laughs> I'll be on it, buddy. <laughs> I don't want this guy to be the villain. He dealt with, like, the worst years of the Bulls. Yeah. And, you know, well, I mean, the worst years since the previous worst years, <laughs> which were in the nine, 99-ish. But he dealt with the worst years after that. They finally got a decent team around him. It lasted for a few months, and then it's been tough stuff for Zach Levine. So I hope he doesn't go full-on hardened tank mode basically right what I'm right here. right or yeah or even back to like you know vince carter raptors days yeah, like qu- quitting on the precisely. team is what we're getting at here right. if he had, if he has a wide open fast break and he takes a layup skeets uh, then we'll know yeah yeah <laughs> uh are any other games you wanted to touch on here tk uh it was nice that the warriors got a win they yes. lost six straight, yep. uh, finally beat the Rockets. Shangun had a monster game, but I think if you're a Warriors fan, you're most encouraged to see Clay P- Thompson, 20 points, five threes. They got to get him yep. untracked at some point because Moody has definitely outplayed Clay Thompson uh, so far this season. Clay's got a contract coming up at the end of the year, and obviously he's a Warriors legend, so it'd probably be a lot easier on Golden State and their fans if he's producing and they're not forced into a decision for Clay Thompson. Yeah. And we will get to uh, disappointing players from this season. We're going to be doing a little draft later on in the show. Uh, I assume Clay Thompson, uh, Andrew Wiggins, maybe on some people's He's list. On the list. Mm-hmm. They're on the list. They're in the running. Um, but look, you could have helped yourself last night. 
with those games. If you had a big game, that's right. maybe you get your name <laughs> crossed that's off the totally list. Right. So we'll see if the, that yeah. helped Clay Thompson avoiding most disappointing players so far. But we have you here, Andrew. Uh, we talked a lot about the Thunder yesterday. You know, they didn't play last night, but um, I said they're at 10 wins. They're right there with the uh, Nuggets and the Wolves uh, atop sort of the Western Conference. Minnesota 10-3, and three, Nuggets and OKC 10-4. and four. But yeah, let's get your, uh, your opinions right now on your team. I mean, I went on a show yesterday. I went on the Raptors show. We talked a little bit about Shea Gildas-Alexander. The guys yeah. are saying, like, where would you have him right now on the MVP list? And I'm like, I mean, you know, he finished with some fifth place votes last season. Yeah. And I was like, well, he's probably right now, as of today, I mean, it's very, very early, but top three, something like that. Top five at, at the very least again. Yeah. Um, I just can't believe this guy's sort of gone another level, it feels like. Yeah, the the talk was, is he going to be able to average close to 30 points a game? Because you have Chet yeah. and you have J-Dub and you have Giddy that are all going to score. And no, he's 29.6 points per game. And he, he had his worst game as a Thunder player this season where he scored seven points. Right, so it's so, hurting the average. I mean, he would be yeah. well over 30 yeah. if he had, didn't have that game. He's been unbelievable. And he hasn't gotten to the line as much as he did last year. He was shooting 10 free throws a game last season, six this year. Mm-hmm. And he's just killing in the mid-range, you know, in, in spite of that. Like, yeah. He's just getting guys on their heels, stop and pop. He's been so good. He was so good in that overtime. He was, hit oh. the dumbest shots in the overtime <laughs> against the Warriors. Yeah. He, he looks great. He's so poised. He wants to win. Uh, Sam Vecini made this point on his podcast. The Thunder are just filled with killers. Like just have like mentally guys that just want to rip your heart out. And Shea's one of those guys. Yep. He's pretty mild mannered off the court. Really easy to talk to. Uh, is very nice to the officials after the games too. Yeah, um, well, but he's nice to Chris Paul's kids. Did you see that? He's going over yes. a couple rows. <laughs> just, yeah, this guy's yes. sounding Canadian. Yeah, we, we were <laughs> uh, him. At down to dunk night the other night uh, for my podcast, the Thunder podcast. Uh, we were. We did down to dunk time. We got to shoot half court shots for courtside seats after the game. Oh, it was cool. like part of our event. Okay. And Shay came out there and he was standing out there and I was like, Shay, you want to get a half court shot in? And he's he's wearing this really tight leather coat. He's like, I can't <laughs> like, I can't get my I can't, I can't my get arms. my arms above this. So I can't uh yeah, so I, over everything with this yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so I, I just and you're right, like he played so incredibly well last year. Then he takes that into the summer with Team Canada and what he did for FIBA getting them a medal for the first time in forever and then he's continuing it here it's like that's the part that is wild also he gets to 30 points easier than anyone in the league it's so effortless how he just like racks up the points Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it's cool to hear that talk about um, Chet Holmgren though and you know what he's done as a rookie so far and you know this battle between Chet and Wemby in the rookie of the year race and I think you said it the other day TK it's like I haven't looked at the odds but it ain't going to be long, I think, until Holmgren's maybe the front runner in terms of the odds with how he's played. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is that he's a real shooter. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. shooting forty six percent from three. Obviously, he's not going to do that all season, but the fact that he can shoot threes on like movement yeah. and he's a guy that you have to pay attention to, and then can defend in the paint. I mean, he has made a huge impact. Where the Thunder had basically no big men right. last year, and now you have this rim deterrent that's there all the time. And then he's a smart passer. He just understands the game, and he's just gritty. Like he's just a guy that really wants to win and wants to do whatever it takes to win. He's only taken 10 shots a game right now. And like he has an opportunity to really be unlocked playing with Shea, and they've started to figure that out a little bit, mm-hmm. their two-man game. That's the thing that's a, that's pretty cool if you're a Thunder fan right now. Is like They've played well, but they're not like clicking yet. Right. They have, they've had some bad stretches even in this 10-4 and four, uh, run so far. But Chet is really good. I mean, he's, he's emerged as... To me, the clear second best player on this team, mm. and I think he's going to. He has a chance to be the best player on this team. And you like a lot of these other players. Specifically. There's some great Dub, players. I think is incredible. Dub is, a, yeah. Dub is yeah. really good. But you're probably right. Seventeen but, a game on 50, 40, 90, and being like a defensive game changer. Yeah, he's definitely the second best player. And you're right. He's got a chance as the career goes on. Uh, I do feel like he's online a lot though. He was tweeting at Victor Wembanyama right after their oh, game. Oh yeah, I'm convinced that. He's seen the comments about looking like Abe Lincoln, so now he's growing in his he's mustache. He's got the mustache. Yeah. Yes. I oh. think a smart move. Uh, but I would I worry a little that he's letting the, the haters get to him. But the guy is incredible. Um, do you think the defense is going to hold up for the season? They're like a top five defense right now. I don't see why not. I mean, they were good last year, and they didn't have anybody at yeah. the rim. I also think that I'm calling it Chet Fuel whenever Chet is online Ooh, like or whenever that. he gets ups- upset about something. Yeah. Like, he really, like, some guys, it will derail them. Yes. For Chet, like, no. 
Like, he wants all of it. He wants that bulletin yes. board material. It. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Uh, who else has jumped out to uh, to you early in the season? I mean, J-Dub is so smooth with the basketball. He's somebody – I mean, he was great in the fourth quarter of that game against the mm-hmm. Warriors where he's getting to his mid-range jumper too. His game looks a little bit like Shays did early on where he can kind of get to whatever spot he wants. He gets to the rim. He's catching lobs this year. And defensively, he's really good. He's had to take on a lot of tough assignments. Like he had to, has had to defend like Zion Williamson. He's had to defend yeah. really tough wings. I mean, he he takes it all on, and he doesn't really care about the shot attempts. Like he's just kind of along for the ride so far, which is good. That's good. But he's <laughs> he's really good. And then Casey Wallace, awesome. as a rookie, has been ridiculous. He's shooting sixty two point five percent from the field right now, fifty four percent from three. He hasn't missed a free throw. He's 62-54-100 shooting split so far, <laughs> which is absurd. And then defensively, he can really hold he's up. He's a dog. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And Mark Degnall loves him. He's played him the most minutes next to Isaiah Joe off the bench. He plays all the time. They put him in lots of different positions. I think he's the shortest guy on the team, but they put him in the dunker spot all the time. I'm working on – I'm workshopping a – they call him Queso. Queso in the dunker spot. I'm working oh, workshopping yeah, yeah, a, a, yeah, a, a t-shirt there. idea queso. there okay. with Queso in the dunker spot. But he's um, <laughs> but he's he's awesome. He's somebody that I think Thunder fans have like like are oh, we trust him already? Like we feel like we yeah. could throw him in the mix in in any kind of game. And they have started him. Like J Dub missed the yeah. game against the Blazers. They started him in yep. his place. Uh, he's been really good. And it's he's been overshadowed by Chet because like he got these two rookies, but. He's been awesome. Is is there any concern? This is going to sound crazy when it comes out of my mouth, but any concern that there's too many good players on this team? Hmm. Because you know Kenrich Williams now back. Oh, Isaiah yeah. Joe hasn't missed a three pointer. Yep. I don't think all season. Like there is a lot of depth here, which on one hand is fantastic, especially yeah. when injuries come into play. But you know these guys want minutes. They want their opportunity. Yeah. But how how has that gone so far? And do you think it could be an issue at all? I mean, I think it's going to be an issue at some point yeah. where you're going to have to probably consolidate at at some point in this run. It's not going to be this year. Like they're going to no. be, they're going to be fine this year. But at some point, like Josh Giddy's going to be like, listen, like I can take 16 shots a game. Right, I could run a team. Like I can yeah. run a team. Yeah. Like I don't need to be 12 points, five boards a game. He can do a lot more than that. So at some point, that's going to settle, and that happens to every team. Mm-hmm. There's like some, especially when you have a lot of good young players. But for now, they're trying to figure it out. There's no panic. There's no, like, what What do we need to do? How do we need to shift this? It's, like, stay the course. Like, the goal is, obviously, get into the playoffs and get some playoff reps. Yeah. Like, get yeah. into series and see what we're really made of. Yes, and that's when you see who the real players that's are. Because, right. like, right. these games, like, a game against the Blazers, it's, like, that's the biggest, like, whatever game ever. <laughs> yes. It just doesn't matter. So, But when you get to the playoffs, like, Lou Dort was a guy that people were ragging on all year, yeah. last year, Thunder fans were. And then you get to the play-in, like, suddenly Lou Dort's your third best player. Right. So you really find out who your yeah. team is when once you get to the playoffs. And I think they want the opportunity to find that out. Josh Giddy was the best player against the Pelicans in the playing game that they won. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a lot there's a lot of chatter amongst Thunder fans about Josh Giddy. And I yeah. just say, chill out. <laughs> chill out. Chill out, you slob wizards. Yeah, come on. No, I think uh Giddy and Dort for Caruso and Vooch is the trade. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> That's the trade to make. <laughs> Get that inside presence. Yeah. You need Gear a, need a rebounder. Yeah, when I when I watch this team, I just think, we need Vooch. Yeah. <laughs> Slow it down a little. Yeah. <laughs> Simple game. Land of the Lilliputians out there. What is there? What would be the biggest concern, despite this awesome start, all these guys playing well? Yeah. Is there one area concern? Uh, you know, like they are on fire when it comes to shooting. At some point, oh. that's going to like come yeah. a little closer to the mean here with some of these guys. But is there anything else I'm missing? Yeah, I mean, that's a big one because Thunder fans are like bragging about, look at our true shooting percentage. I look at them like, guys, <laughs> watch out. Yeah. Like, this ain't going to last forever. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the rebounding. Like, they're just not a good rebounding team. They weren't going to be. And that was going to be a struggle of theirs because they committed to playing Chet with basically four guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to give up something. Yes. They're top 10 in offense and defense, though. When people complain about the rebounding, it's like, what are you. They're still playing great They're D. playing great. I know so, a great rebounder. <laughs> you know, you know somebody gets some bounds. Yeah, just a just a great rebounder. But okay, Andre so, Drummond. <laughs> right, yeah, you want him too? <laughs> nah, he's going to the Lakers, baby. Yeah, we're sending everybody out. We'll take your eighth man. Doesn't matter. Uh, Giddy, the fit is interesting, but also the shirts you made are interesting. The yeah. Slob Wizard yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. How does he feel about being called Slob Wizard? <laughs> oh, he hates it. <laughs> I love it. He That's how you know it's sticking around. Yeah, yeah, he did not like it. He wants it to go away. We said, no. No, not it's too good. Year. Shout out to John Hollinger. It's great. 
And uh, we are looking for. I, I hope that you all, all of you guys, wear your slob wizard oh, shirts all yeah. at once. Sure, on the show. <laughs> so, but you're saying it sounds like we're not going to get a great photo of Giddy wearing a slob no, wizard. No, my my current goal is to get Jade up to wear one. That's <laughs> okay. My, okay, that's the move. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think, and he's very much online too. And okay. he would have it on Instagram. I'm hoping that we can get him to wear one. That's that's my current goal. Giddy, there's no chance. Mm. He will even touch a slob wizard right. shirt. And, and Shay's not putting on that. I, Shay won't on. do that. Although Shay does have a former Down to Dunk shirt. Oh, okay. Maybe, in his closet, maybe he's given it to Goodwill already. Okay. I don't okay. know. Respect. But, Respect. Yeah. yeah, that's a team that gets their fits off, for sure. They do. Yeah, they like to, <laughs> they do. They like to get dressed. Uh, you mentioned Thunder right now. Top 10 on both sides of the basketball. Last year, made the play-in tournament. You said you want some sort of play-in or some some sort of playoff uh, experience this year. What mm-hmm. do you consider like a successful season at the end of the year? It's quite likely the Thunder finishes a top four seed. When you finish the top four, people kind of expect you to win a round, maybe yeah. two. Yeah, I think just playing in the first round. Yeah, like this team just needs that experience. Mm-hmm. I think they're the third youngest team in the NBA. Wow. So they still just need that experience. Like you can't replace that experience with even just talent. It just takes time. And so I think even getting one round, and if you get punked. You know, I think that they still feel good, and like mm. then they can. We talk about like trades they can make and things like that. Then you'll know. Yeah. Like, what do we yeah. need? Is it is it more experience? Is it more time? Or are we so bad in one area that we were exploited that we need to go that we need address to. that in right. the draft or through a trade or whatever? Yeah. Um, one of the fun things you did in the preseason, I'm sure some of the uh, fans out there have seen some of these clips. You uh, did preseason interviews with a lot of the guys, yeah. and one of the bits was. How Oklahoma are you? Yeah. You had on the cowboy hat, and sometimes the guys would also try on the on the cowboy hat. Uh, they Jill had to earn Williams, it. Jalen Williams, had yeah, they had it. to earn it. I mean, this, he was having so much fun yeah. in this interview. But you do seem like there's a really cool collection of, despite being very young, like pretty fun guys oh, and yeah. go with the flow guys. Um, any any good stories from the uh, how Oklahoma are you bit? They were really good sports about it. J-Dub, so I had like a list of players that were supposed to come to my station. J-Dub wasn't on it, but I went and grabbed him and was like, hey, will you like, do this like bit with me? He's like, oh yeah, like he came right <laughs> over. Like he was all pumped about it. Um, just making, so <laughs> I had them look into the camera and like, yeah. like give a, give a <laughs> howdy. howdy. Um, Shay did terrible in this didn't hardly know anything because it was like trivia yeah it was like Uh, very basic oklahoma trivia there's people like oklahomans are like appalled that these guys don't know this stuff uh it's (laughs) hilarious asking them like what's the the national or the the state State bird bird. it's like Mm, the cassowary don't know don't know the scissor tail fly catcher no um (laughs) (laughs) but they were really good sports shay I she did horrible, and so if they did that, my the bit at the end was to have them look into the camera and say "dead gummit," you know. Um, and I told Shay to say "dead gummit," and he was like, "No, I can't say that," like, <laughs> as if it were like something really bad. And I was like, "Will you just say dead gum?" And he was like, "Dead gum," and it was so, so funny. Uh, Chet, when he put on the hat, you can see it at the end. He puts it on the back of his head, and then he just like looks up really awkwardly into the camera. Uh, is beautiful. Um, Who was the best? Uh, like in trivia, J Dub did really well. Oh, okay. Jay Will did good. He when I asked him, so like one of the one of the best places in Oklahoma is called Brahms. Okay, they, they make great ice cream. They okay. have milk. They make burgers and stuff. It's awesome. But I like I asked them, where's the best place to get milk and ice cream? And Jay Jay Will said he thought about it a second. He goes. A cow. It's oh, good. <laughs> I have to. That's a great uh, answer. I, like, I have to award you points for saying a cow. I highly recommend you go check good. these clips out. How Oklahoma are you? Anything else you got, TK? Were those your hats? They were not. They were all borrowed hats. Uh, borrowed I do not. Hats. I do not. I mean, you can see that it does not it quite fit huge. me. Yeah. Um, so it was. They were all borrowed hats. Uh, shout out to a guy, uh, a like distant relative of mine. His name is Sheryl. Who I borrowed hats from. So that's his first name, Sheryl. Sheryl. Yeah, that guy. He's from Oklahoma. I'm from Oklahoma. Sure sounds like it. Owns lots Sheryl of cowboy is. hats. Oh, okay. Yes. Excellent. Uh, anything else, TK? Uh, yeah, the Thunder got a million picks. How many in the next, however many drafts? I think they have eighteen. What are they going to do with them? 
Are they going to trade up like Case and Wallace style, <sighs> where they package a bunch of yeah. middle of the round first rounders to try to get a guy that they really like? I guess they did that with Jang last season as well. Mm-hmm. Or are they going to hang on to him and try and draft a whole bunch of guys to keep the cost down a little bit. So we've started to see a little bit of what they're doing with these picks is that they have these maybe middling first round picks and they're trading them to the future for picks that are better. Mm-hmm. And so right. they're going to do more of that. I think Presti kind of learned his lesson the last time around where they had a, a ton of opportunities to make the team better early on. They kind of used those picks. A lot of them didn't come to fruition. And then when, when it came time to win, they didn't have anything mm-hmm. to spend. They had their own picks to spend. You know, they acquired Deion Waiters and Scanner, but that's about all they could acquire. This time around, they want to wait until they have the overlapping primes of all these players and then be able to use those assets for players. So now they're going to try to kick the can down the road when they can. They're probably going to pick somebody in this upcoming draft. But, yeah, I mean, they, they want to use these assets differently mm-hmm. than almost mm-hmm. everybody has. I mean, they're really doing something that no team has ever really given the chance to do. True. Because, like, the Sixers tried to do it. And then management was changed, and once it was changed, it was like, let's give a billion picks for Tobias Harris and like call it a day. Yeah, Presti's going to have a chance to really do what he wants with this team throughout the next, hopefully, like five, six years. Right. And then once they become like the team that they believe they can be, then you can start to fill in the gaps with these first-round picks and trade for players and do what you need to do. But for now, they're going to sit on them. Mm-hmm. They're going to make a couple picks in the draft next year and probably just – have people talk about them on podcasts for a long time. Yeah, oh, I was yeah, going to say, their name's always going to come yeah. up because yeah. you have so much talent that, like you said, consolidates some of us and, and you have so many picks. Like, So anytime a star player is on the market, oh, yeah. OKC is obviously one of the names they, they that's thrown yeah, out. But. They can trade for just about anybody because you, right. have, you have the young players, yes. you have all the picks, yeah. you have some additional salary like Lou Dort, you have Davis Burton's contract, yeah. which is going to be mentioned a billion times oh, between yeah. now and the trade deadline. <laughs> yep. Will they do anything with it? Maybe not. You, yeah, you don't think so, it sounds like. I really don't think yeah. so. I, I think that they, they still have a lot of questions. As much as we love this team, yeah. there's a lot of questions about what this team can be. Uh, Usman Jang, he's playing with the G League right now. They expended some assets to get that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they picked him 11th. They want to see what he is, and they know that he's going to take some more time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to trade for somebody in that spot where they really need him to grow a little bit, and at least to see, like, is he going to be a player? Maybe not. Maybe he is. Who knows? But they want to see that play out a little bit before they just trade for some guy. Good time to be a Thunder fan. It you is. got some good problems there it in is. OKC. Uh, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, Andrew is going to draft alongside TK and I the most disappointing players from the season so far. It's going to get spicy here. Don't go anywhere. All right, welcome back to the Classic Factory. Look at this. <laughs> what, what is this from here, Ash? Help uh, me out. It's from a cartoon called A Fairly Odd Parents. Fairly Odd Parents, ah, yes. <laughs> I've seen this cartoon yeah. before. Every, I've never watched every it. single time I see that picture of Andrew, this is exactly what I think of. He's Doug Demodome. That's, like, for sure. Uh, is that Cheryl in the back? <laughs> that's, that's how I felt the whole time interviewing them. I felt just like that guy. <laughs> All right, so we got Andrew here. We are going to be drafting... Our most disappointing players of the season so far. Pretty straightforward, guys. We're going to do three rounds. So we are trying to build the most disappointing three-on-three team, I guess. Uh, I don't know if you're going to really take into consideration positions, but have at it. Our order, Andrew, you're our guest, so you'll go number one. TK, you get the second spot. I'll go third. Um, Before we pick, Mm -hmm. how do we feel about guys that are like injured it is disappointing that they're injured yeah you know like chris middleton chris, chris middleton comes to mind yeah. he's only playing like 20 minutes a game he hasn't played well for the yeah. box but you know he's got an injury excuse i stay i stay away from injuries as yeah. much as i can okay yeah. i got two on my draft board okay 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 we'll see if they okay up. so maybe you come in uh number one pick most disappointing player so far according to you is who trey young Okay. Trey Young is yeah. making Jordan Poole look like an efficiency king right now. <laughs> it's really bad. Yikes. 35.6% from the field, 28% from three, 40% from two this season. Oh. It's really bad. He has the worst shooting percentage from any player in the top 50 in field goal attempts. It's really, really bad. And of the players taken at least 100 shots this season, the only player that is comparable to Trey Young is Zaire Williams. And I also don't even want to talk about Zaire Williams because he's just been that bad and has been just crapped on by many, many a podcast. So I don't want to talk about that. But Trey's been really bad. The Hawks' most used lineup, Trey, DeJounte, DeAndre Hunter, Jalen Johnson, Capella, is a minus two, which is kind of bad. And the Hawks have just been 
kind of bad this year. Six and six. Yeah, mediocre. Classic Hawks, yeah. unfortunately. Trey Young definitely was on my list. I was interested to see where he was going to get drafted here. It's Yeah, it's been disappointing. Hey, the 11 assists per game is nice. Yeah. He still racks yeah. those up. I mean, yeah. he still is a point guard and a playmaker, but uh, the shooting is just wild. We thought there's no way. He was bad last year. I know. Really? And we were like, oh, he'll have a bounce back yeah. here. I mean, we talked about it a lot on it, the podcast and the preseason shows, and it's gotten worse. It's been even worse. Yeah. Okay, Trey Young is gone. TK, you had him on the uh, short list there, I see. Yeah, he was definitely on my uh, draft board. Okay, so he is he is gone. Who do you have with your first pick? I got to go Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, man. the efficiency was helped last night. I think he went 10 for 10 at the free throw line. But I had Cade at the top of my uh, disappointing players draft because there have already been two articles that came out about him trying to get to the bottom about why his PER is so low. James Edwards over The Athletic took a look at every single one of his turnovers so far this season. He's currently (laughs) leading the league in turnovers. And then Zach Cram at The Ringer looked at every one of his shots this season. So when you've got a lot of people <laughs> look, like dissecting your game to try and figure out how a guy who averages 21 per game and seven assists can be one of the lowest uh, on all of your advanced metrics, that's an easy draft for me. And I don't think that the Pistons should be this bad, quite honestly. They've lost 12 straight. The, yeah. the Sadiq base stats are crazy. Four yeah. and 35 <laughs> over the course of like six months or something like that. They've had a lot of injuries. Their best shooters are out, so I yes, understand that yeah. the personnel isn't great around Cade, but also he does not look like he's going to necessarily be their number one guy going forward. And I think that's a disappointment. Um, one of the topics on the Raptor show yesterday was redrafting the, the 2021 draft Ooh. with, you know, obviously Cade going number one and yeah. how it would shake out. You know, I'm on a Raptor show, so there's a lot of talk about Scotty Barnes, and it feels like him bouncing back this year maybe would have him as a number one pick. But yeah. then you start going through a bunch of the other names, you're like, Shengun, Shengun's been awesome. Franz Wagner, yeah. Mobley, of course. Yeah. You know, you know, Trey Murphy the third. He's injured right now, mm-hmm. but like, there's a lot of names. It's like, where does Cade fall right now? Now, I think he is put in a horrible position with what they're doing with the Pistons. Really having no shooters around this guy is really, really hurting him. But he has not impressed, and yeah, you shouldn't be losing 12 games in a row. He's their lead guard. Some games he fills up the box score, but other times the shots not dropping, the turnovers are way too high. He's not really all locked in defensively. He's a number one pick, so they got beat by Reggie Jackson. I know, I know, I know. It's uh, it's weird. I just don't like how they're using it. They're they're thinking Cade Cunningham is like Luca or yeah. Harden or yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. like they're putting. They, he shouldn't be playing that way. Now maybe they're forced into that because of their personnel and all that. But yeah, he's on the list. He was on my list. I don't know if I would have taken him number one overall, but I get why Trey is Cade Cunningham. And who would you have, by the way? I know I'm sort of putting you on the spot. Like, how would you do the? The 2021 draft, maybe the top, top three, top five, whatever you want to go. I think I would go Mobley. Mobley number, one, number one, still okay. just for the defensive okay. upside, his mobility. I mean, he's he, he's going to get better as an offensive player. Mm-hmm. He's a little reluctant still, and then probably Scotty. Yep, Scotty's been unreal this he, year. He has been. That surprised me when I was looking at his stats. I was like, God, this guy's he's balling right guy's now. Like, yeah. No, it's like he's not he's not flirting with a triple-double, but some right. games he's there, but he's averaging over 20 points per game. He's hitting the three. That's the That's big part. the biggest thing. Yes. I don't believe it yet. Yeah, it's still early. Small sample size. If, but if he turns out to be a shooter, yeah. he will be the number one guy in this class. Yes. I, like, I, by far. I'd agree with that. And then who would be three then? Cade? Is it Franz? Is it I, Shen-Goon? Shen-Goon, yeah. Shen-Goon's been awesome. I'm still a Cade believer. I still think that if he's put in a better position, that he will look better. Like, if he played for the Thunder and he was in, like, Shea's place, he wouldn't be as good as Shea, but he would be so much better mm-hmm. than he looks on this Pistons yep. team. I mean, you you look at him driving to the hoop last night on a, what could be a game-winning play, and he's met with, like, three guys. What is he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. He's going to throw the ball to somebody on the perimeter who's just going to clank a three? I mean, the, the options are pretty limited for him. And he's just turning the ball over like crazy. I don't know. He's he's struggled, but he's not been put in a great position. So I'd still go Cade. Okay. All right. TK, how would you do that one? Just one, two, three. Uh, I probably would go Mobley over Barnes at this point. Um, and then I'm going Shen Goon third. Figured. Yeah. Yeah, he was high. I think he yeah, was great, uh, man. He's awesome. Will had he's him at number two. Could have been a Thunder, they say. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this is the Giddy draft we're talking about it. here. Yep. This is Kuminga and Moody. I mean, yep. there's some talent here. I mean, Jalen Suggs is playing really well defensively. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of other great names in this draft, even as you go down the list. Jalen Big Johnson uh, <laughs> coming up the yep. coming up the, the, the redraft boards. Uh, all right, back to drafting the most disappointing players, though. Um, 
with my number one pick, I'm also going to go with a number one guy. I'm going to go DeAndre Ayton. Ooh, dominate. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, mainly because of uh, he sold us a, oh. a, a, a shitty bill of goods. He did. I believed. I thought a fresh start, man. Get this guy out of the desert. I think, you know, up in Portland where they're not going to be even expected to win, but he'll have some big numbers and all that, and he has been horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's brutal uh, what he's giving Portland. Like, yeah, the rebounds are there. Okay, he always does that. 12 points a game, though. And there's a stat going around on Aiton right now that, for a big guy, he has, like, one of the most laughable free throw rates of all time. You know how many free throws he's shot this year? Mm-hmm. Nine. <laughs> he's played in 13 games. That is really he's bad. He's seven for nine. <laughs> good free throw percentage. But he never gets there. Yeah. You thought he might be, like, good stats, bad team guy? He's bad stats, <laughs> bad team guy. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. And, I and again, I feel like a sucker. I sort of thought he would be okay there. And, and you know, at least, yeah, maybe putting up 20 and 10 yeah. sort of in his sleep. But, um yeah. It's I, it is wild just how little he gets to the line and like okay keep this in mind he's there are some guys that don't get to the line a, a lot as big guys but they're like three point shooters you know yeah. maybe they're not operating inside like right. you know Al Horford I guess last year had a really low free throw rate because that makes a little more sense Al Horford's out on the three point line yeah he's turned into a shooter and all that but like that's not Aiton like he like, should be operating you know around the paint and does uh, just wild so I'll take him number one I wanted to get him on my team because uh, dominating. He is not. So <laughs> he is not at all. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> okay, so one, two, three goes Trey Young. It goes Cade Cunningham. It goes DeAndre Ayton. Um, not, bad, not bad. Let's do another round. Start of the second round. Who do you have? I said I wouldn't take injuries into account here, but I lied. I am going to take Scoot <laughs> Henderson. There we go. Whoa, been... a rookie? He was on my list. That was one of he, my injury guys, too. He's, play, listen, oh, he's, play, he's only played five games, which is disappointing. It's part of my disappointment okay, that I yeah. haven't seen him enough. Yeah. But eight points. Two boards, four assists in those five games, shooting 34-9, from three, 85. That's dangerously close to what my Slam and Jam co-host Alex calls the singler zone, where your shooting splits <laughs> don't add up to a 100. <laughs> so, wow. I would... I, I, he was billed as some guy that could be the number one pick in any other draft. How many times was that said? Oh, we were, we were mocking the Hornets. Yeah. Yes. We were openly going, you fools. Yes. You idiots. Even yes. Victor Wembanyama said it. If I wasn't born, he would be the number one pick. Yeah. Yes. And he had just he just hasn't looked like that at all. Wow. And it's early. I get it. But I'm still allowed to be disappointed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 did, I didn't include him because, yeah, the Rook part and the five games played part. Yeah. But, man, you go through the numbers, it's very disappointing. Pretty disappointing, yeah. <laughs> yes. Getting hurt that early is disappointing, too. Yeah, right? that's true. I agree. Uh, okay, Scoot Henderson. Uh, who do you have, Trey, for your second pick? I ain't going to take him, but just uh, to put a button on it, my other injury guy was Bradley Beal. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. pretty disappointing how little yeah. he's played and that he's still out for, what, another three to five weeks yep. or something like that. Who am I going for my number two pick? I got to go with Andrew Wiggins. Oh, yeah. wow. Wiggins over Clay. Okay. Wiggins over Clay. It was a tough call, but I feel like Wiggins... You know, we don't expect Clay to be a great defender uh, at this point in his career. He's older, and he's gone through the injuries. We saw him slowing down last year, and clearly that's still the case. Whereas Wiggins, 12 points a game on 11 shots a game. And he's not really bringing it defensively either. He's down to four rebounds a game. I remember him saying after the Warriors won the finals in 2022, and he was like an instrumental player, he's like, I'll never average four rebounds a game again. That's what he's averaging. What a weird claim to begin with, but also to follow through on it. Like they just need Wiggins to be what he was when he came to Golden State. I guess they don't necessarily finals. Wiggins would be perfect, but I don't know if we're getting back there right now. The confidence doesn't seem to be there. He had a great uh, game against the Thunder. Actually, caught fire uh, in the fourth quarter. Hit four threes in like five minutes. He's made twelve threes on the season. Yeah. So outside of those five minutes, eight for. 44. Not great. Um, so I go, I'm go. i going Wiggins over Clay, but you, know, you can take either of them, to be quite honest. You're not surprised by Wiggins making TK's list here, I assume? No. He's not been good. <laughs> and they re- and then what they really need him for, you mentioned it, like they need him on the boards. Yeah. Like they're they're the they're literally the shortest team in the NBA. Yeah. They need and, him to play a lot bigger than he is. Yeah, yeah. they need him to And he be- has before. This is the crazy part. Right. Right. I mean, he's part of the reason why they won the finals. Yeah. Definitely. He made an all-star team. The all-star team. We were debating it. I remember like, hold on, I'm the Canadian, and I'm saying, really? Wiggins an all-star? And people were like, yeah, look how he's played. Look how the impact he's had on winning. And it was all true. Yep. And then we saw him do it, obviously, in the playoff run. And, uh, yeah, he's been... 
he's been bad and I mean unfortunately he's been so bad we're like what's going on with this guy is, some, yeah. is everything okay is mm-hmm. there something off the court like yeah. that's the questions people are asking because yeah. he's just like been sort of lollygagging through games okay Wiggins gone uh, man where do I go with my second pick uh, I don't want to take Clay. it just feels bad to do that to the sea captain um, so I'm going to take Jordan Poole okay <laughs> yeah I'm going to okay. take Poole for uh, my second disappointing player uh I mean, I'm laughing because you know, there was some talk like Jordan Poole, he might lead the league in scoring on Washington. We knew they're going to be bad. Yeah. We knew they're going to suck. But we're like, well, this guy's a bucket, though. I mean, he's going to shoot a ton. He does that, but you got to score to lead the league in scoring. Yeah. And um, he's averaging 16.6 points per game. You know, he doesn't really do much of anything else. You know, a couple boards, a couple assists, shooting under 40% from the floor, under 29% from three. And, uh, you know, a PER of 9.6 as a catch-all stat. I'm also convinced, I mean, maybe Schumann's in the stream team right now. He must have one of the worst plus-minus, uh, you know, totals in the league. Yeah. Like, you know, every game he has just, I know it's because he's on the Wizards, but it's like minus 25, minus 20, minus 18. So he has not, uh, he's not lived up to, you know, the, the guy that we thought maybe like, okay, he can at least score. They might be bad, but he'll put up some stats. He's just been horrible. It's been horrible, but entertaining at the same time. Yeah, he's given us that, <laughs> as we just even talked about what he was doing with the walk of the dog last night. But yeah, it, I, it's a kind of a throwback Wizards moment right now. It feels like I, I'm kind of enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you would be enjoying it as much if you were a Wizards fan. Oh, absolutely not. This is <laughs> definitely from eleven. This is yeah, from no, afar. Yes, yeah, yes. No, this is from the stance of somebody who doesn't have any care at all. Yeah, and what the Wizards do. Yeah. Uh, so I've got Swaggy Pool. Uh, it's one of his nicknames there, apparently, on Basketball Reference. I didn't know that. Okay, so we got six what? guys off the board, I know. Um, this is your last pick, Andrew. Uh, you have Trey and you have Scoot. Where are you going? Julius Randle has not played well. Okay. Okay. What? Even in the last Even, you know, couple weeks? He's turned it around, He was so bad, though, Yes. to start the season. The, the Knicks have played well, and they have a good record. But, boy, oh, boy, he's shooting... 50% at the rim this season. And he started out just like at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. But to still only be at 50% at the rim is really rough. 37% overall. I mean, he he has just not shot the ball well. And he's kind of been loafing around some for the Knicks this year. He has turned it around. Yeah. So I'm not incredibly disappointed. He is my third pick. But Julius Randle, after coming off an awesome season last year, has been pretty bad to start this year. Yeah, if we had done this exercise in the first two weeks, Randall's probably going number one. I was going to say, first-round pick. I think Siakam would be in the mix. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. There's the whole James Harden of it all, you know, this guy. <laughs> right. Uh, who else? Cat actually started really poorly. But, yep. you know, I feel like some of those guys have turned it around. Even even uh, Randall's, you know, getting now to your 9-for-18 shooting games. He's and getting better. 10-for-20 shooting better. games. And I think he's started to find the groove. He had the built-in excuse, too, of his ankle yeah. that he talked about. But, uh, okay, you're still going Randall. I'm still disappointed. Because it was so bad at the start. It was really bad yeah. to start the year. Okay, Trey, your final pick here in our most disappointing players. I got to have a bowl, Skeets. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I'm disappointed. I've been wanting to podcast to talk about the Bulls for three seasons. They wouldn't do it. And now you hear about the Bulls on every podcast, but yep. it's just for trades. <laughs> they are just assets for other teams right now. So I considered uh, Levine. He's having a down year yeah. uh, by his yeah. standards. Just 21 points per game, 43 from the field, 34 from three. That's not great for Zach Levine. Obviously, we talked about earlier, he's not shooting the ball right now and wants to be traded. That's all disappointing. <laughs> That's very disappointing. Yeah. But I'm taking Patrick Williams. Yeah. That's the most disappointing guy on the Bulls. He's averaging 5.8 points per game on 6.1 shots per game, 33% from the field, 26 from three, and he lost his starting job to Torrey Craig, who has yeah. played on every team in the league. Wow. It's uh, it's bad stuff. Uh, like, I look at the Bulls and the Raptors too much. Yeah. Because of a who we are, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're the exact same team. They even both drafted a forward from Florida State, number four. (laughs) The only difference is that Scotty Barnes is straight up hooping and Patrick Williams, people get excited if he grabs a rebound in an aggressive manner. Yeah, (laughs) Six shots. The bar is so low for this guy. It's so low. They're like, do anything and we'll be very happy. And he is rarely doing things. Yeah. The six shots is mind blowing. (laughs) It's unbelievable how little he wants to shoot the ball. Uh, How how many more years does this guy going to have here in the sort of in the league well, he's he playing overseas <laughs> he's young yeah yeah uh hey look 
Uh, I'm surprised he's on your list just because uh, maybe uh, a lot of people are like, it's Patrick Williams. This is a, a deep cut. It's a deep but, cut. But uh, you as a Bulls fan, I can understand your uh, distaste for what you're seeing from this guy. And losing a spot to Torrey Craig, man, that does That's say a brutal. lot. Are, are you disappointed in Kobe White too? No. Okay. <laughs> not really. This guy's beaten okay. down, man. No, I'm not disappointed in Kobe White. I'm like, he's been one of the bright spots this year. Okay. Caruso built a statue for him. Yeah. He's been playing so far. Kobe White, it's like, wow, he's he's a bottom 10 starter he's okay. at point guard, which I think is an improvement. <laughs> All right, final pick uh, comes to me. There's uh, you know a lot of names still in the running here. I, you know, I, I said James Harden. Yeah, I almost don't want to pick him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Clay Thompson, we've talked about. You sure. know, do we get two? You know, uh, Warriors in this very short draft here. He's been very bad. It's weird. It sucks to see too because a lot of people like Clay. I, I yeah. love Clay. It's just you know, is it just? an age thing is it just caught up to him um is it just one of these streaky things like i almost don't want to pick him because as soon as we do he'll just have these three games where you know he hits seven eight threes like that's what's gonna happen yeah, you just yeah. know it. he's a shooter man he's yeah. gonna shoot his way out of it he did the same thing last year uh but two other names i wanted to throw at you guys that i'm considering one darius garland yeah now injuries came into play with him mm-hmm. it was missing some time i just feel like darius garland has not been talked about at all this season yeah. very little very very little He's averaging just under 20 points per game, three boards, six assists. You know, not shooting the three all that well. Like, again, he's only played eight games, so he missed some. The Cavs as a team in general, I feel like nobody's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's been so little talk about Mobley and even Mitchell and Garland. So I had Garland in the mix, but um, I'm actually going to swerve here and take Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Kawhi Leonard has not been good. That's yeah. true. And it's like... Not discussed at all because he's Kawhi Leonard and obviously all of his accolades and stuff like that. He is playing. That's the weirdest part of the whole thing. Like yeah. He's actually playing in back-to-back situations, playing most of these games. Um, but he just has not wowed me in Clippers games that I've seen. Like, really, when I get into, like, taking over games down the stretch, shorts are his shots are short a lot of the time. And I... I I don't know. Again, he might just turn it on just like that. But we just always talk about Westbrook and now Harden there. And Paul George even gets talked about way more. Kawhi Leonard... Has not had a great season. He's disappointing to me. He just gets to ride off into the sunset. He, I, think I know. He, I think he wants all these, all this chaos around him, so he just blends in. And yeah. He just doesn't have to take any of the heat at all. But yeah. You're, but you're right. He he could take on a bigger role. I with, think that's it. Yeah. And and we've seen him do that, of course. Yeah. And maybe this is like he's like, what? Who cares? Ten games in, type of thing, uh, and do it in the playoffs. He's averaging twenty one points per game, five boards. He's shooting great from three. Yeah. But overall, again, if you watch Clippers games, I'm not like, okay, where's the Kawhi takeover? Uh, and it's you're not seeing it a lot this year. Yeah. So he's kind of going through the motions him. a little going bit. Going through the motions is a good yeah. way to put it. But he's coming off knee surgery, isn't he? That's right. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Always he's slower. Always yeah. is. Yeah, he always is. Yeah. But yeah. Paul George has definitely been their best player and yeah. most takeover ability so far. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take Kawhi again, sort of just as a wild card there. Any other names? Uh, what about this guy? He's been horrible. <laughs> uh, I mean, Josh Giddy. Has not played well okay. to start the season. He's kind of having trouble finding his role with the team. I mean, his numbers are down across the board. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, disappointing, yes. Yeah. He obviously, it's not as bad when your team's 10 and 4. Yeah. It's one of those things. It, yeah. It's one of those things if you're mentioning it, like, what are you doing? Yep. Any other one else? Uh, Sohan. Jeremy Sohan. Mm. Yeah. Just because he was like a, That's not bad. like a hipster favorite at the end of last season and yeah. kind of a playmaking big and now suddenly he's the point guard and everybody's like looking at him sideways because. We kind of realize Victor Wembanyama needs a point guard, and there's one just sitting there on the bench. But Popovich is saying, "No, nah, it's experimentation time." When it feels like all of the experimentation should be, how do we get Victor Wembanyama to be awesome immediately? And maybe the way you do that is by getting another high draft pick by playing a guy out of position for an entire season. Yeah, stealth tank, stealth tank. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and one more I'll throw in here. It, it hurts because the team is doing quite well, at least to expectations. But Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. <laughs> Has not played all that well for Houston, but you know, look, he's given them the the, the calming sort of point guard, you know, that veteran there. Uh, he's played that part. Him and Brooks have, and along with Udoka, and they have a good record. He's shooting thirty eight percent from the field, and he's shooting thirty six percent from three, uh, yeah. which is, I guess, fine for him, but uh, not a lot, not a lot. Sixteen and ten, though. Again, he's more of the uh, he's the rock. From Rockford, Illinois, but uh, he just can't shoot. <laughs> yeah. He's a low-efficiency guy. Yeah, and has been for a while. That's sort of his thing. All right, we'll call it there. So Andrew has Trey Young, Scoot Henderson, Julius Randle. Trey has Cade Cunningham, Andrew Wiggins, Zach, uh, not Zach Levine. I wrote, I wrote Zach Levine. 
<laughs> Sorry, Patrick Williams. And I have DeAndre Ayton, Jordan Poole, and Kawhi Leonard. Who'd we miss? Let us know in the stream team. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. We gotta take one more break, and when we come back, a special tweet of the night involving this very man. Don't go anywhere. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay, a few things before we get to Tweet of the Night. Uh, Schumann is in the stream team, and he has confirmed that Jordan Poole and Jeremy Sohan have the worst plus-minus in the league this season. Wow. So we uh, we were right about Jordan, and we included Sohan there as a honorable mention for disappointing players. And uh, the chat really wants to know how to spell <laughs> this guy in Oklahoma City who gave you the hats, Sheryl. How do you spell his name? Here's, here's how we'll do it. Subscribe to Down to Dunk, Ooh. and then I will spell it on the show. <laughs> wow. On That's our great. next show. That's great. So you don't really know. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Got to find out. I'll Jeez. figure it out. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people think it must be short for Shirley. So maybe it's just a S-H-I-R-L. A lot of people think it could be with a U. Somebody said, what about uh, you know E-A? There's a lot of ways to spell Shirl, I Shirl. guess. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> so who knows? You got to uh, subscribe to Down to Dunk to find out. How do you spell Shirl's name? How do you spell Shirl? Tune in. <laughs> Tune in. I love it. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet of the Night. Night comes from you, Andrew Schleck. Oh no! Yeah, we were spying on your X profile to do some market research and uncovered two gems here. Our first one is a quote from Mark Dagnalt on Case and Wallace. Dagnalt said he doesn't play with his tuxedo on. He's a grimy, gritty player. <laughs> oh, it's a great, <laughs> Such great an quote. quote. That's so good. Uh, is Mark Dagnalt cool? He is really cool. He so he's like he's thirty eight. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's the oldest thirty-eight-year-old cool to me, man. It's really cool. He's but he's the oldest thirty-eight-year-old ever. Like he likes old people music. He talks like an old guy. Like who says he plays got, with his tuxedo? Doesn't play with his tuxedo. Doesn't play on. with his tuxedo so on. It was just like yeah. No, he's great. Yeah, I just I saw him. a clip with him talking up how much he loves the Grateful Dead. So he rose on my coaching stage. I yeah. saw that. Yeah, he's, yeah. That. he's a slight yeah. dead head. Yeah, yeah. slight dead head. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Donovan apparently as well is a big. Dead yeah, head. that's what he's talking about. In the, in the scrum. <laughs> I don't know. Keep him around, maybe. Anyways, <laughs> uh, the big tweet of the night that we wanted to see was uh, you followed this up, tweeting name an NBA player that quote plays with their tuxedo on. 
<laughs> so who do you guys got? I saw somebody slid into your comments right away. Andrew and sli- said Boris DL. That picture of him holding the wine. Yeah, I laughed that, out loud at that. That funny. is a great one. <laughs> yeah. Boris DL is a great one. Yeah. So yeah, who plays with their tuxedo? Is this a, I guess my question is, is it an insult? To say they play with their tuxedo on. A little bit. It right? kind of feels because like. Because yeah. the, the, the flip side is, yeah, he doesn't play with a tuxedo on. He's he's gritty. He gritty. gets yeah. at it. He you yeah. know, brings his lunch pail and his hard hat, and he yeah. gets at it. But, uh, yeah, the opposite is, oh, hoity-toity. And, you know, who doesn't, who doesn't do all the little things? Who doesn't hit the floor? Yeah. Who maybe... I don't know, complaints. Does that sort of go hand in hand with a, someone in a tuxedo? Some yeah. snob, I guess. I <laughs> you never see somebody it's a tough, wearing a tuxedo it's, on it's the floor. It's a tough thing to answer. It's right? a weird question. Do we have any good suggestions besides yeah, Boris Dion? Yeah. <laughs> who, I mean, was also did all the little things. So. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, LaMelo Ball and Trey Young? Yeah. I don't okay. necessarily think of those guys as gritty players. No, no. And I don't yeah. think that you can, you can still be successful playing without your tuxedo on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lamelo was awesome last night, but I mean, I don't think he's a hard-nosed player. Yeah, you know? Jordan Poole was another answer. Yeah, sure. yeah. He barely even wanted to touch the ball last night. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I was wearing those white gloves. He was. Want to get a spot on him? <laughs> oh, French Bulls TV says Zach Levine playing in a tuxedo right now. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Ooh. He is yeah. well dressed. He's, he's got, looking quite he's sharp. Got the bow tie <laughs> right now. I thought of a uh, two. <clears throat> Good ones, like complimentary plays with their tuxedo on, like they have um, a classy a classy game. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Ray Allen. Yes. And Pau Gasol. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I'm like, Pau, I feel like, would never jump higher than he absolutely needed yeah. to. He would get the ball one centimeter above the rim for yeah. his dunks. Ooh, David Robinson. That's another yeah. complimentary yeah. tuxedo guy. Powell's a uh, big fan of the opera, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Top and tails. Yeah. A little monocle on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. These are all great yeah, answers. Yeah, I funny. like how you can look at it as a compliment or, yeah, as a bit of a diss. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Which players out there play with their tuxedo on? <laughs> what a line. That is a, <laughs> that's a great, great line. That's a great line. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for swinging by the Classic Factory. Uh, so I'm you're heading back to the fam now? Heading back to the fam. Uh, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. This has been so much fun. Well, again, it was perfect timing. Our guy Tassie gone today. He slid, slid right into his seat there. Yeah. And uh, we'll have Tassie back here tomorrow. Go check out all the podcasts that Andrew does. Slam and Jam on the Athletic NBA show. Down to Dunk. OKC Dream Team. Uh, that one's Patreon only. It's Patreon only. All right. So you got to be a real sicko for that. Right. Thunder fans. But you're going to get more and more uh, Patreon members with the way they're playing. Yeah. It's great. Business is good in OKC. <laughs> For Cheryl and Andrew, I, I assume. Uh, so tonight, only five IST games on the schedule. One of them is huge, though. Indiana could be the first team to clinch a spot in the oh, corner finals. Wow. They are playing here in Atlanta. If the Pacers win, they win Group A. If they don't, then it gets really spicy because that group would have no unbeaten teams, and any of the four between the Sixers, the Cavs, the Hawks, and the Pacers could win it. I'm going down to the fortress tonight to see that baby blue court. I would like to pick up some merch if I'm being honest. <laughs> I would like uh, to pick up look, some merch. we always say, who buys these city edition? I, I sort of want. I sort of want city one. edition merch though. Is yeah, pretty tight. yeah, yeah. I want a jersey. Yeah, 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 I would like a nice. I look better in a baby blue than uh, yeah. any of the Hawks Great colors. Color. Great so color. Uh, I'll see if I can get something. But uh, if you see me down at the fortress tonight, say hi for Pacers Hawks. Uh, we will be back here tomorrow morning. Now look, get your tuxedos on. It's formal Friday on a Wednesday. Ooh. Yeah, because we have no show on Thursday and Friday because of Thanksgiving down here. So uh, we will be suited and booted tomorrow. Tass will be back. So join us live at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, any any final thoughts, Andrew, be, before we go and throw uh, the Clipper I'm just, I'm just very thankful on this week of Thanksgiving. Oh, well, we appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, we thank you for you, coming. You killed it. You killed it. <laughs> Great way uh, to spend your vacation, man. It is. Podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how'd that go over when you were talking to the wife? I was like, you know, we're taking a break from podcasting to go podcast more across the country yes. so no she's she's great she's very supportive she she was like you need to go you need to do this oh, that's okay. so that's she was nice. awesome well it's great yeah. to have you here in the yeah. classic Thank factory you. and have a happy thanksgiving yeah. to you and your Thank family you. everybody we'll see you tomorrow morning until then clipper bro you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome thanks for joining us and remember when you have formal friday in the middle of the week it's called well-dressed wednesday brace the day people <laughs>